Hello and welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, we're yeah. we're in uh, vacation mode. Right yeah, now, we're home as we're recording this. Yeah, we're we're home right now in between mini trips. Yeah, we're heading out tomorrow to celebrate our uh, seven year anniversary. Seven year anniversary of being married feeling that itch feeling that itch right yeah uh in fact i just got texted a reminder about our dinner reservation so that'll be fun that's what we're up to yeah having been married seven years that's a big it's a big deal deal. Yeah. yeah we went to seattle um last week and then we're going to wine country doing a very like we are like the boring we're yeah See, we go to Seattle, we go to wine country, and then Joshua Tree is right. Is fun, but I just the all the it's come up twice on the show so far. The people that Marshall and Lily don't want to be the wine tasting people, the bed and breakfast people. That we that's what we are. Yeah, but I love it. We're pretty pathetic, but no, it is it is fun. Cool. I will say no, to cool. no no one thinks we're cool. It <laughs> it is fun to instead of like one long enduring vacation to kind of like have little little snacks. Yeah, I mean it wasn't the plan. We had a big vacation. We had a plan, vacation but plan. then uh, COVID didn't go away. So COVID we didn't go away. <laughs> Still here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm trying to see the, you know, silver lining. I think it's, it's fun to have little, little treats. Speaking of little treats, we watched two episodes <laughs> of, of TV. One, masterful. <laughs> we watched Friends and How I Met Your Mother, season one, episode 15, respectively known as the one with the stoned guy and game night. I thought you were going to say, speaking of little treats and then talk about... And a moose bouche, which we'll get into. I should have, yes. Yeah, that's Obviously, I gave that's, you more credit than yeah, you Yeah, you deserved. had a big reaction because you made the connection that I didn't. Yes, yeah. we should have talked about... A moose bouche. A, a moose bouches? Is that the plural? I don't... A moose... Mm, I don't no, know. I don't I, think it's... I don't think it's pluralized in that way. Yeah, I, I, I don't know my... Uh, what little French I duolingo before we went to paris in october 2019 has mostly uh, left me yeah so um okay i'm pretty sure i'm sure they just heard you snapping to get our yeah they heard you snapping to get our dog to stop licking her wounds (laughs) he's got a hurt foot so uh anyway that's not the point the point is friends and how i met your mother season one episode 15 let's start with season one episode 15 of friends the one with the stoned guy. So uh, we start at uh, Central Park, and uh, once again, I had this as just like running jokes and motifs. Rachel's bad at her job. You know, she puts a mini pencil in Monica's, like, hot cider or whatever yeah. she's drinking instead of the cinnamon, cinnamon stick, stick, and she puts the cinnamon stick behind her ear. But it ends up being like... Rachel being bad at her job becomes like a plot point in this episode. Yeah. Um, We'll get to that uh, later. Other, there's a lot of like, um, this is like a job focused Mm -hmm. episode for, for, uh, for Rachel, but also much more so for for Monica and Chandler. Yeah. It's very job focused. Um, Chandler, uh, we, we meet him back in his cubicle. The blue Jays hat is still there, which I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but the listener, uh, said that it's probably because 
the actor Matthew Perry himself is Canadian, and, and maybe that's why there's a Blue Jays hat. And Did we talk about that? Is that hockey? No, that's ba- baseball, but it's Toronto. Oh, okay. But there's also a hockey stick in the he, apartment. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. has hockey sticks in the apartment. Yeah. So he's, uh, I guess, just a big old Canadian. And yeah. He's, uh, big old sporto. Yeah, but Chandler's not Canadian, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Uh, so he he gets uh, offered a promotion, which leads to him quitting his job. There's um, uh, uh, multiple jokes about the acronym Weenus. Have you is heard like, of Weenus? No, before? but it's funny. Okay, it is funny. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like it's so childish, but I laughed every it's time like they said Weenus. It's like a processing acronym, and he says exactly what it is. It's I wish like, I'd written it down. It's weekly estimated network usage something spreadsheet. Spreadsheet, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he quits, and uh, Phoebe, being Phoebe, is like, oh, my a friend of mine is looking for a head chef. Yeah. <laughs> and Monica's like, I'm a chef. I would I'm love right that here. job. Um, so, it becomes the, the, uh, the, 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 she's going to audition, you know, um, by having the restaurateur, the uh, future restaurateur, uh, over for dinner. Sample some of her yeah. menu yeah. options. Yeah. Uh, before that, though, Chandler... Um, okay. Chandler goes, like, spends all day at, like, a job aptitude. I don't know if that's a real thing. It's like, he goes to see, like, a... Career counselor I guess, yeah. And he asks... Did you think this is weird? He asks Rachel can you see my nipples through this shirt? And which I was kind of like too soon. Like, Oh, you I just d- saw her nipples. Like I two forgot weeks about ago. that. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, and she says, um, I don't, but I'm sure they're there <laughs> to reassure yeah. him. Yeah. Um, uh, I laughed. Um, so, okay. So, uh, <laughs> Monica's going to have the guy over, um, She's hired a waitress from the restaurant yeah. that she works at. Meg or something? Yeah, I, I, I already forgot. Yeah. Mindy? Oh, maybe Mindy. Basically, right. It starts with an M, but yeah. I feel like it was two syllables. Mandy? Maybe Mindy. Maybe Mindy. Um, he hires her, but she also wants Phoebe to be there to make yummy noises. Yeah. Um, which uh, led to, I don't know if I'm stealing one of the funniest moments. Yes. Oh, okay, so I won't say it. No, that's okay. We can talk. I mean, we can talk um, around. Because Rachel asks, What are you going to make? What are you going to make? And Phoebe says, Yummy Yuppie noises. noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was on there. Um, okay, but in, uh, in non job related news, we've got a Ross dating episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, Ross mm-hmm. has become like. This episode had a lot of reminded me of Seinfeld in a number of ways yes. uh, and didn't stack up to Seinfeld. But Ross is like right now the storyline, you know how like Jerry was like always dating someone new every week. Yeah. Ross is like that, except yeah. he sucks at it. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so here he's dating uh, Melora Harden. Yeah. Jan from the office. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's other things, too. She was also on um, on uh, Transparent. She was. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, what's her name's uh, lesbian lover? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. During uh, a little peek behind the curtain during this rewatch, I broke one of our rules and I screamed out, "Hey, that's Jan from the Office!" <laughs> Even yeah. though I'm supposed to keep and it. I was like, "Save it for the show." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got reprimanded like a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Hung my head in shame. Um, 
so first off, I, I don't know. How do you feel about Ross dating a coworker? I feel in general like that's. Well, she's in a different department. Okay. All right. So, she, I mean, I think that's pretty common to date a coworker. I. I it's not like an underling, you know, there's right. not like a power dynamic or anything like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. She's a, she's a bug girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's in charge of the insect, um, at the museum. I just feel like I, to me, I would consider coworkers just like. Off limits. She's not worth it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it's, in some cases I think it's worth, worth right. it. All right, um, I'm I'm against. So we had we've had this conversation before that I think that like now that dating apps exist, that should be the only place where dating happens, and every other part of the world should be like dating free. Like you should, if you go to the bar, you're not going to the bar to to meet people. You're going to the bar to have fun at the bar. You meet people on the app. So I want a very like strictly sure. regimented, separated yeah. world. You don't want any spontaneity in life. Right. Exactly. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it takes the pressure off of everyone. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the, the upshot of this, the first date goes terribly because I felt vindicated. Mm-hmm. You hate Marcel. I hate Marcel. I hate yeah. monkeys in general, yeah. especially Marcel. And Marcel is uh, terrible to uh, Melora Harden. I, I've already forgotten the, uh, the character's name. Um, uh, uh, Celia. Celia. All right. Um, it's like pulling her hair. and. Um, I felt bad for the, 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 ac- the monkey actor. Yeah, so, yeah, we like be doing the it. monkey is like being like jostled around, and I know this is like a, you know, a trained animal. I'm sure no harm came to it. I just feel yeah. like, and I feel like, I mean, most of these animals that are trained probably it's not okay. Yeah, I'm against any animal. I would. That's the only time I would appreciate CGI. I hate CGI in general because it looks like fake, and I don't fall for it. Yeah, but. If there's a a living being, you know, at risk, yeah. then let's just CGI it. Yeah, I like when. Um, I mean, I normally think that uh, PETA is kind of like a um, <laughs> like a lunatic fringe organization, and uh, but they have a, a history of like praising movies, yeah, like the the newer Planet of the Apes movies that don't right. use any real apes. Right. I want to say, do you remember? It's so weird when movies like exist and then everyone just forgets about them. But do you remember a few years ago there was a new Tarzan with Alexander uh, Skarsgård and hmm. Margot Margot Robbie played Jane. Okay, and like yeah. Christoph Waltz was the bad guy and Samuel Jackson was in it. It was yeah. directed by David Yates who made like the last four Harry Potter movies. Yeah. And like, it was a huge, like big budget movie. I went and I saw it like at a matinee uh, in the middle of the day alone. I went and saw it. Um, I don't remember that, but it's fine. But it's like, anyway, it's, it's just weird when movies like clearly that was like a big budget movie that everyone just like kind of forgot about and just like universally decided like, we're never talking about this movie again. Yeah. This movie doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was another one that it's like full of animals, but there's no real animals in the movie uh, at all. If if I recall correctly. Um, but the, uh, uh, okay. So, um, Rachel back to the, she's, uh, Monica's preparing the, 
amuse bouches, which mm-hmm. you and I always laugh at the word amuse bouche. Yeah. Boosh be- amuse bouche, the phrase amuse bouche, because of a line from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball. Yeah. When uh, the character says, like, if you thought that was, com- you know, compared to what's coming, that was just an amuse bouche. And there's like a guy like, in the background. Like, yes. And then one guy goes, What's an amuse bouche? <laughs> and it's like a hushed, like, yeah. crowd. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, any movies I saw alone in the theater. Anytime we're confronted with like small appetizers or hors d'oeuvres, I always say, what's an amuse-bouche? Yeah. Um, off topic, but you speaking of me going to movies alone in the theater, um, Cloudy the Chance Meatballs was the last movie that I saw at the Beverly Center. If you remember, there used to be a multiplex in the Beverly Center, yeah. which is like... Uh, when the Beverly Center multiplex opened, I've read up about this, you... You lived in Southern California, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. It was like a big deal because the idea of there being like 13 screens in one movie theater mm-hmm. was like unheard of right. at the time. But right. what's funny about that now, I don't know if you remember the the Beverly Center multiplex, they're all like tiny screens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why there were so many. It's yeah. like on the seventh floor of a mall or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the last movie I I saw there. Um, hmm. And, and it, it since closed the Beverly Center is seems to be eternally under construction I'm not sure if it's still open or it's just always under construction I think it's still open okay I don't know I could be um, wrong yeah that's probably the last time I've been to the Beverly Center at all was to see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs so it would have been like 2009 hmm. I don't remember ever going to that theater but I'm sure I have yeah I don't think you and I ever went together because it closed yeah. so early in our when I was little career. I lived for that uh, escalator yeah yeah do you know um in uh, X-Men comic books, the uh, introduction of the character Jubilee, if you know who that X-Men, yeah. X-Woman uh, is, takes place at the Beverly Center. Oh, okay. Um, well, all right. Quite a digression. Yeah, but anyway, it moves boosters. So, here's, so like Rachel's mad that, that Monica is hiring another waitress. Yeah. Um, eventually the waitress, like... Uh, flakes flakes and then Rachel gets hired and then I feel like that I was expecting a payoff to like I was expecting something like farcical to happen mm-hmm. with, with Rachel like yeah. Monica having to save Rachel from being bad it didn't right. go that way but I'm not really complaining because it went uh, a, a, a different way um, there's a lot I'm realizing there's a lot of story in this episode yeah because um, back to Ross and Celia I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, they're like making out, and it's the song that's playing is "Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon." Yes, which is weird. Like, this and is, is it Urge Overkill? No, this is it's the original, it's the Neil the original, Diamond Neil, version. Yeah. But still, like, Pulp Fiction is less than a year old, right? And was like a like a cultural phenomenon. And yeah. I feel like that the Urge Overkill version of that song. It seemed weird to use that song so soon. I thought so too. That's why fiction. I thought it could have been Urge Overkill. I looked I'm, it up. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. they're very similar versions. They are, yeah. Um, but it's Urge Overkill in Pulp Fiction. Yes. Um, I know that. That's why I thought. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's in, This was the Neil Lemon uh, one. Um, but then also speaking of like um, uh, recent-ish things, the uh, two season four episodes of Seinfeld... The Cheever mm-hmm. Letters and the Junior Mint. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cheever Letters is the one uh, where 
Jerry has the girlfriend who wants him to talk dirty yes, to her, and with, he and Volva being the punchline. Well, that, no, that's two separate episodes. The junior man is the one with Dolores, who he calls Mola, because like he couldn't remember her name, but he knew it rhymed, rhymed right, with the part right. of the female anatomy. That's but right. the chief, so those are both season four. So that's they're like two, two and a half years old. It feels. I don't know. I mean, again, like Pulp Fiction, Seinfeld was another cultural phenomenon by yeah. by this point. And I mean, even I remember when the Junior Mint aired and the whole Volva Dolores, Mulva Dolores thing. Like, again, that was a big deal. Right. It seems so weird to like have Volva as a punchline right. on NBC. Yeah. But I guess two and a half years, uh, or, or two years is a long time. I don't know. Um, um, with the. With the Dirty Talk storyline, <laughs> I was reminded of another sitcom in the scene. Well, you haven't discussed it yet, but the scene where um, Joey is uh, talking Ross into like practicing the Dirty Talk in their yep. apartment, yep. and um, Chandler overhears this like kind of like uh, risque conversation, and it's very Three's Company esque. Oh yeah, isn't it? Like, I didn't even think about kind that, of like yeah. the gay panic of like, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's also yeah a motif um, of the show. But yeah, I was reminded very much of Three's Company of like the um, just misunderstanding of like a sexual dynamic between men. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, more yeah, more gay panic. It wouldn't be friends with, without, without it. yeah. Um, the thing that stuck out to me that about that scene is that like Joey and Ross go through like multiple bagels, <laughs> like they're like eating yeah. bagels. Yeah, <laughs> like it starts with them like cream cheesing up some bagels, and then like Joey is eating one while Ross is talking dirty, and then yeah. like after he's done, they're the scene eating. moves back to the the little like kitchen and like Joey starts preparing another bagel. Yeah, <laughs> which I guess is believable. Uh, Joey car- seems like a big eater. Carb loading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's supposed to be a very New York touch. Yeah. They just get, yeah. But I guess we eat bagels here in yeah. Los Angeles too. Um, Chandler's storyline that he gets like, he went from being a temp to um, now this his boss is like begging him to accept a big, huge promotion with a new mm-hmm. office or whatever. This feels like, I, I feel like in my mind comedy writers are people who don't actually have any idea of what office work is like because mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it seems so fake like yeah. such a made up like you're going to really go from does. being a temp to someone begging you to take a job to getting like your own huge office and assistant and like it all just seems well, he's the only one who can figure out the weenus <laughs> yeah he, he does he does care about the weenus uh and yeah weenus weenus made me laugh yeah um Okay, I think we, we we still haven't had enough votes to settle whether or not Cameron Mannheim is a big guest star yeah. on How I Met Your Mother. But John Lovitz is clearly a big the first oh, yeah. like big guest star on Friends because when he shows up, the audience there's like Cheers. a there's, there's like a applause. pause yeah. because they have to wait for the audience yeah. to stop. And I will say, as much as I thought the storyline was dumb. Uh, John Lovitz earned the applause. He oh, is yeah. so he was, funny. He was really funny. Now, would this be his 
SNL run? Is that why he was so big at let's, the time? Let's find out, because this was... I feel like he would have been off SNL uh, by this time. Uh, I couldn't find John Lovitz in the cast of this episode because I realized I had the IMDb for... The How I Met Your Mother episode oh, uh, Stone up. Guy. So, um, yes, he was the, the stone guy in question. Yeah, which was, like, so... These characters are such fucking like narcs like even phoebe who you'd think is like the cool one she's like he sparked a doobie in the cab and they're yeah. all like <gasps> like yeah they're all scandalized by the idea that this guy's high like what a bunch of <laughs> what a bunch of losers right yeah they're they're, they're pretty so square. square they are square uh i couldn't uh, yeah um and i think um um Rachel says, like, I, I'm with you, Cheech, or, like, just, like, dumb, like, weed references. Yeah. And also, I mean, John Lovitz was great in this episode. He was very funny. So funny. But people who are high don't behave like he did. Like, he was just totally exaggerated, just like a little child, like, yeah. rummaging through things. Like, if you're high, you're just, like, a little bit giggly or, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't turn into, like, a maniac child. I, I cannot. It's all right. Let's move on. Uh, find when his SNL run ended. Why can't I find this? Okay. Hold on. SNL, John Lovitz. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably have this better. is um, good podcasting. Absolutely. Yeah, looking things up mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Eighty-five to ninety. So uh, okay. So he was already off it. He for was five already years off it. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I have multiple. Candidate, like uh, when we get to my friend, funniest. like like funniest moments mm-hmm. stuff, it's just going to be stuff that he said. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, yeah, that's the the resolution. Um, Chandler takes the job. Ross blows it with the dirt. I guess he learns the dirty talk, but it doesn't turn into sex. So I they feel just, like he failed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he creates these like long narratives with, uh, <laughs> villagers. <laughs> they're villagers so, yeah. and they're so exhausted at the end of it. Then they just cuddle, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did he call himself? The, um, James Mishner of dirty talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, uh, Monica doesn't take the job, which I feel like, I don't know. I feel like she fucked up. <laughs> well, because they were like, yeah, you don't want to work for a guy like that. Like a stoner, like a yeah, guy again, who would smoke a juvie. Dorks. Such dorks. Um, but I guess if he gets high and behaves that way, it's more about his behavior than. But he wasn't being a dick. Like if you like, he loved the food. He was probably, he probably would have hired he was her rummaging through her kitchen, yeah. stealing gummy bears. I don't know. To me, for your dream job, this is a, not a big. I think he ask. was rude. He was rude and dismissive. Okay. Uh, we find out that Ross. Oh yeah, the whole Ross James Mishner thing. Did you find it weird that Ross just like goes behind the counter at Central Park? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, they like act like they coffee? they act like they own the place. Yeah. First of all, well, I didn't know if that was like a like a little creamer sugar station. If it was, if it were. I guess it's probably for blocking and camera reasons that he has to stand on that side of it. Yeah, but it just seemed weird. It seemed like he was behind the counter with Gunther, who makes an appearance in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't get the impression that he was, like, 
behind the scenes, which I wouldn't be too surprised at because they own the fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, who's going to stop? Uh, yeah. Rachel's like the world's worst waitress. So yeah. who's going to stop him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the episode ends with the tag where Phoebe is massaging John, John, John Love, John Love again and intentionally hurt him because yeah. again, which, yeah, she's now bad at her job also. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't know. These are the lamest people. Yeah, they are very lame. Okay, should we go on to the funniest? Let's go with funniest moments. I, uh, like I said, I can't pick just one thing <laughs> that um, John Lovett said, but I think if I had to, it would be... Um, oh, cool. Taco shells. <laughs> that was funny. That was or funny. macaroni and cheese. We have to make this. Yes. Which is very <laughs> like stoner. Um, yeah. I also liked his reading of hello, greeter girl. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's a very love And then also um, just like the repetition of tartlet tartlet. <laughs> yeah. This is losing all meaning. He says it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, John Lovitz, when he's on, man, we, we were just weirdly talking about The Critic uh, yeah. uh, last night. Um, and I'm reminded of one of my favorite uh, um, The Critic jokes where he's like, uh, he's, uh, he's talking about like famous actors like remaking movies. And he's like, what's next? Dr. Strange Lovitz? And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. And he gets on the phone and he goes, hello, Hollywood? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he says, Dr. Strange Lovitz. And there's a pause. He goes, no, I don't think he died. <laughs> uh, I love the critic. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Um, my, but I have another one. Please. And it's um, Chandler screaming. So he's like in his like um, promotion job title yeah so he says into the phone as he's screaming at someone i'm looking at the weenus and i'm not happy about it <laughs> and i thought that that was really funny yeah why are we we are such children that we just keep it laughing is, at the word weenus. it is funny it's funny yeah. i know it's funny it is funny i also liked um when phoebe gets a tour of his new office and she said so much bigger than a cubicle yeah this is a cube which is cute um, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we move on, move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yes. I'm going to pick. There's a lot to choose from this episode. A lot of people looked uh, great, but I think in the. Um, uh, now, this, it doesn't have to be your favorite. It's just observations. I know that, but I like to pick my favorite. Okay. I can do it my way. Okay. Look, there's one way to do it, <laughs> and it's my way. Um, in the scene where uh, they're discussing the guy coming over and Phoebe's supposed to make yummy noises or whatever. Phoebe's wearing like this huge, uh, uh, sweater that I, uh, thought was very cool looking. It looked like it's probably, you have to wear an undershirt under it. Cause it feels like it's probably scratchy, that, oh, that kind of material, yeah, yeah. you know, but it had like, it was like, like Christmas sweater style and that it had like different rows of like things, but they were all like, no, like rows of different design, like oh, different patterns, okay. but they were all like, like muted. Like it was, okay. the, I didn't uh, notice that. Like someone had drained the color from it. Um, but I didn't. So there were a lot of like vest dresses. Always vests and vests and turtlenecks on this show. Yes. And oversized sweaters. Yeah. Um, but I've also noticed that there's like often like thematic fashions like in one scene Monica will be wearing something and then in the next scene Rachel will be wearing something kind of similar so I wonder if the I don't know do you ever I get that, noticed that but like I'll look I'll look for that okay and it could also just be like these are the styles of that time or just what the 
costume, the costume designer was design into that week. Had that week, or yeah. 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 Um, I also noticed, and this was more of an observation. Um, in one scene, Ross had a Nike hoodie, which I thought was strange because they don't usually have like branded clothes. Yeah, he, he had a. It was a Nike, Nike tennis, tennis. Yeah, which uh, is we're watching this the day that um, some big tennis thing is happening. I oh. I don't care about tennis. Um, I don't care about tennis so much that I have a hard time believing that people do, but I guess people care about tennis. Yeah. But uh, my Twitter's been very, my Twitter feed's been very tennis forward really? today. Um, but I yeah. A lot of sports people. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So um, running jokes and, and motifs, we mentioned, um, we mentioned Rachel being bad at her job. I mentioned, uh, we mentioned gay panic. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that Gunther is in the background. I also, uh, I kind of want to save this for similarities and differences, but the, the idea of Chandler's job being sort of nonspecific. Mm-hmm, like processing and yeah. Yeah. Um, also Chandler being a prankster. So I guess he's even a prankster at work. There's like rubber chickens and like whoopee cushions. Like it's just, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care for him. I don't know. Yeah, I think as a you don't, you don't like a prankster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, also like references to other sitcoms, um, songs that we all know and love sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Uh, should we move on yeah. then to uh, How I Met Your Mother Season 1, Episode 15, Game Night? Yes. What happened? So, in Game Night, um, so they kind of start out, you know, planning this game night and Marshall hosts it because he loves games. He's too good at them. He's good at them, and he will end up creating um, Marsh Gammon. Yeah. Right? Is that That's what, what he called? calls it, Marsh yeah. Gammon. And um, the only part of... It has nothing to do with Batgammon. He just likes the name, and he doesn't like anything else about Batgammon. It's like a combination between Candyland, Truth or Dare, like a drinking game... Twister, maybe <laughs> like there's Twister all good. Board, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, anyway, so in this episode, they're at game night, and Lily uncovers a video of Barney, and um, it kind of touches on his embarrassing past. Um, but in order for him to tell the story of this vulnerable past, um, everyone else has to reveal something embarrassing about their own past. So what's on the video is, I mean, what the whole episode is about basically. And it's Barney. Um, is it eight years ago? Yeah, 1998, which is eight years ago. Yeah. The shows. So he's kind of like a, like a smelly hippie granola mm-hmm. type guy. And he works at a coffee shop um, with this woman named Shannon. The Java joint. I don't know if he's the Java the joint. Yeah, that's very funny. Um, 
he and I think her name is Shannon or Sharon. Yeah, Shannon. Shannon. Um, so they're, you know, smelly hippies together and decide to join the Peace Corps to go to smelly hippies do to go to Nicaragua. That's yeah. It was funny every time they pronounced it Nicaragua. Yeah, um, she ends up leaving him for like a douchey suit, um, yeah. and it you know breaks Barney's heart. Um, Barney um, plays the piano and sings her a song about how much he loves her, mm-hmm. and that's that's the the video in question yeah um so they all see it and of course he's like mortified um so yeah in this game that um that marshall has created it's he almost creates it to also get more information about victoria and they all kind of want ted to um tell Victoria about his kind of obsession with Robin. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like meddling in, in Ted's life in everyone's life really. Um, so the embarrassing stories that we learn about were, um, so Marshall is known as funny, Butt because he <laughs> visits Lily like several years back when she taught kindergarten, which she still does. She still does. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this was a few years ago Yeah. and he uses a little tiny bathroom and a kid walks in on him and then he falls down in front of a bunch of kids with his pants down. They all see his butt. Yeah. Would Marshall be like on some sort of registry for being yeah. <laughs> pantsless in front of children? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, Robin's kind of like half-assed story was about slipping on horse poop and that we moved on from there. Um, Victoria's story was um, like a sex romp. At well, a we don't know, which I, I, I like that sort of meta joke of Bob Saget as like... We can't discuss that. Future Ted yeah. like, now listen, kids, I tell you a lot of inappropriate stories, yeah. but I'm not telling you this one. Um, Lily's story yes. is... Um, calling Marshall's mom to thank her for the cookies that she sent. Which have mayonnaise in them. Which have mayonnaise in them. Which is such them. a great, like, Midwestern joke. Yeah. Uh, and a callback to when she went home for Thanksgiving, wasn't it, like... They had mayonnaise in everything. It was like a big salad yeah. where every other layer was yes. mayonnaise. Yes, yes. Um, and then Marshall walks in, and they have floor sex on her mom, his mom's Afghan. She's on the phone the whole time, hearing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. Okay. Um, Ted says, well, Ted's story is obviously saying, I love you on his first date with Robin. Well, first he like hints at a story that was really gross sounding about like, we got an infected testicle from a sharp toenail while playing ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. 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 I've skimmed over that. (laughs) Um, and then he reveals that he barfed on, um, Robin's welcome mat in front yeah. of her apartment because but the no one like uh robin didn't know that he came back that night right so right. that was the big thing not yeah. just that he barked but that he like attempted to go back and yes. like kiss her again yes. but he threw up before yes she answered the door yes um so yeah um we also learn that that very night where they so after the game they kind of continue the game at mclaren's yes yeah. And then we learned that Barney just the same night because he stormed out of game night and then came he stormed back to out McLaren's. of game night. And while he what he was doing was he went to 
Shannon's apartment. And I guess she still lives there. Yeah, I guess that's realistic. We've lived here a long time. But she still lives there, and he shows her what he looks like now, all suited up uh-huh. and um, kind of douchey. And they end up having sex. Yeah. <laughs> he finds out that she has a child. And yeah. he kind of, it seems like he's getting kind of like vulnerable about how different their lives turned out and how he might be kind of like a sad and lonely guy. But then he realizes like, no, like I couldn't be happier. I wear nice clothes. I have a good job. I have lots of money and I bang girls every night of the week. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I mean, Hey, I saw that. I feel like I saw that like reveal, like my life is awesome coming from the moment he was like, it made me think or whatever. Yeah. But that's all part of like him talking a big game. But then we kind of see him again after that whole thing, he's kind of a little bit sad alone at the bar drinking. So I think the events of the night, like definitely did hit him. I don't know. I feel like this was in a way, this episode serves as like Barney's like becoming or origin story twice over you get the flashbacks of him becoming the Barney that we know mm-hmm. but I also feel like this this revelation um solidifies the character in a way like I know I I keep hammering this point if you listen every week um and now you have to listen to me say this every week that it would it's odd to me watching this first season and seeing how often Barney strikes out because like in my memory he actually like he's a creep but he actually is a successful like ladies man a successful coxman as they say and i feel like this episode kind of solidified like yeah uh, oh yeah okay from this point forward barney's not going to be like the pathetic like trying to get late right he's actually actually succeeding in it so yeah his uh like douchebag persona is definitely um i guess created from this guy greg who you know he judges like when he was a you know coffee house hippie yeah um then he kind of formulates his whole persona around this like caricature of like a suited up douchebag yeah yeah this is he steals his girlfriend yeah and barney's like barney's whole reason for being is because he's got his heart broken which yeah. is like both sympathetic but also like you turn into what you, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you you've turned into a shallow monster that you never you know you never wanted to be yeah um so a couple things i don't know did you, did you have more because i have some more observations that i just wanted to sprinkle in here um robin is poorly behaved like to Victoria. I have that on here. Yeah. So mean. She's so mean. She's like, she calls prude her alert. prude and a slut. And slut, which is not a word I like. It's not a word I like either, but, um, yeah, just very, very poorly behaved. Um, yeah. Barney's game is absurd. Uh, Marshall's game. Marshall's game is absurd. Um, but I love that Marshall's game is, is absurd. Um, because, it's like overly complicated and makes sense to him, which is kind of, again, I feel like game night I'm, I'm realizing is not, it's not one of the great how many other episodes, but it is kind of a defining one. Cause it feels like the show much than the, like, uh, what was the, um, not forget the name of the new year's Eve episode, which was so great. 
um, you remember that one there in the, in mm-hmm. the, in the limo? Um, kind of like that, but not as good. Yeah. It feels like the show, like, firing on all cylinders. You've yeah. got... The flashbacks. Um, because you've got, yeah, it, it, you know, it's kind of like a meta commentary that mm-hmm. the Marshall comes up with this complex game, but also the writers have come up with a complex game to deliver all of these stories. That it's not just Barney's story. It's that Barney concocts, like, you only get... X percentage of the story for every embarrassing story you tell me. Right. So it like jumps forward and backward yeah. in time. It's so, it's very, it's very oh. clever and fun. And I forgot to mention like Barney, the Barney as we know, the creation story of the Barney that we know. Yeah. And yeah. it was a very funny scene of him, uh, you know, like putting on a suit, yeah. cutting and off like the hair. Like a white backdrop white, like the Matrix. Yeah. 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 And he's kind of like revealed. Yeah. Um, that was a fun scene. Yeah, and which starts with the origin of the phrase suit up, that it's on yeah. like a flyer it's for on one of those flyer. like cheapo like yeah. free suits for $100 places. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, a couple things I noticed. Did you notice in the flat, the very first like montage we get of, of Marshall like winning all of those games? Mm-hmm. Did you notice the like snack mix they had? No. It was like they'd taken a bag of tortilla chips and a bag of Cheetos and poured them into a bowl together. It was oh. chips and Cheetos together. Oh, props to the prop. I would <laughs> okay. eat that. You would eat that? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, a very, a very funny moment, not quite my funniest moment, but, uh, <laughs> there's a, uh, Barney has a very funny line where he <laughs> pretends to call the lake oh, warehouse. That's mine. That's okay. mine too. But I'm sorry, I won't say what the line is, but what's funny what I loved about it, little acting choice by Jason Siegel, is that Marshall laughs at what Barney says, but like stifles his laugh as if Barney's actually on the phone with someone. Right, <laughs> right, right. I like that. I like that choice a lot. Yeah. Um, it's funny to me that Barney's drinking Red Bull at game night. I don't know why he would be drinking Red Bull. Um, okay, I mentioned you mentioned Robin being uh, super mean. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing, again, not my funniest moment, but a, a very funny thing uh, and in terms of physical props to the wardrobe department, uh, or maybe it is the props, I don't know who does this, but uh, the oversized hiking like backpack mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that Barney has in the oh, flashbacks yeah. is just funny. Like, he it's also just has funny. like socks and sandals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fact that he has to keep putting on and taking off the backpack and then walking with the, the, the whole backpack because it's so big and yeah. like swaying as he walks. Yeah. It was, just, it was just comical. Just like along the like busy New York yeah. street. Uh, and then we ended with a My Morning Jacket song off the record, which um, oh, okay. is uh, second week in a row. Um, or I guess two weeks ago was the pavement one, mm-hmm. but second time the show is ended with a song by a band that is like considered cool, but I've never really been into. I never liked my morning jacket. I don't dislike them. I think I have a CD if I hmm. listen to CDs and I, I actually saw Jim James, the the front man. I saw him. It was, a. Uh, I told you this story, but for listeners, I went to a concert that was billed as like bright eyes, Jim James and M ward. Right. So you, but it wasn't it didn't it wasn't like opener second opener like headliner it was just like connor oberst and warden jim james like an evening with them like they would like take turns playing songs play on each other's songs like it was it was a super cool uh super cool night and i didn't even really know m ward that was kind of like my introduction to m ward who i now uh 
really like because I'm a boring, like predictable uh, white uh, hipster, I guess. Right. Should we move on to the funniest moments? Uh, yeah. Will you yeah. go first? Well, mine is, in the, well, I have two. One is um, in the beginning scene where we're learning that Marshall is so great at board games. Uh-huh. Um, or all games. <laughs> yeah. And he screams out, well, he like plays gin and he says yeah. gin and then he says poker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gin. Yahtzee. Yeah. And poker. poker. <laughs> you don't scream out poker. That was funny. And then the previously mentioned, um, Barney calling the leg warehouse and asks, yes, Ted needs something to stand on. <laughs> yeah. Cause, um, yeah. What, uh, Ted wants, uh, Ted wants Barney to not say anything inappropriate to Victoria. Oh, right, 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 right. But he hasn't told Victoria about how Robin came to be part of the friend group that they were like, anyway, I yeah, he says you need something to stand on. I also don't buy that the group is so invested in Ted being honest with Victoria. Like, it's just kind of... I don't know. I don't think the group is invested. I think Barney is invested in Ted embarrassing himself. Yeah. I think that's all it is. I don't think he's like, you need to come clean to Victoria. He's just like, I want to see you embarrass then yourself. What's up with Marshall's questions being about like Victoria's personal life and trying well, to kind of, I think that was established to that's that that's something that Marshall and Lily have done to Ted's girlfriend. Like metal. And they, because his, they, cause they're like the, they're protective. They're like the parents. That's what, that's what he says. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get that. I, so this is not really a motif, but wait, wait, uh, we haven't gone to, I haven't done my funniest moment. Yeah. No, no, no. But, I'm okay. not. Okay, okay. Go on. No, I, I, I thought you were moving on to, to motifs, but, um, so funniest moment for me. Yeah. I did have the leg warehouse. My friend Ted needs something to stand on until we see Barney's song. Oh yes. And like, it's this lame ballad about like the, something like a dove flying through the tempest of woe or whatever. (laughs) But then there's like a time signature change and he sings, there's a thief in the palace. She's stolen all my love. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was my funniest moment. There's that a thief in the palace. She's stolen all my love. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, how I met your mother, but make it fashion. So I just noted there were a lot of sparkle blouses, which I didn't really like. They weren't cute sparkle okay. blouses. I didn't like Robin's sparkle V-neck or Lily's sparkle jacket. Yeah. Um, and I also didn't like Victoria's sparkle blouse either. It's all sparkly. Yeah, and yeah. I don't like any of them. Well, Marshall spends the entire episode in a sweater with a silhouette of a big dog on yes, it. Yes, I like that. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. That was my make it fashion moment. Yeah, I like that. Running jokes and motifs, now you're allowed now well, to I was, talk about running jokes and motifs. It, it, was, it should have been in like the recap, but I was hoping, or observations about the episode as a whole, like when it's kind of revealed that we're going to learn something like humiliating or vulnerable about uh, vulnerable about mm-hmm. everyone I was hoping it would be more like real <laughs> I don't know why I want like trauma histories of actors but like <laughs> you mean well, characters. Uh, characters yeah <laughs> characters. that'd be funny if it were actual yeah. and then I was thinking about like obviously like we could compare it to friends in the the later portion of this, but like Phoebe's, you know, 
trauma history and Monica's traumatic history, Ross's traumatic history, you know, they all kind of have this like family of origin vulnerability, which I kind of hoped would have come out. Well, we've got a lot of How I Met Your Mother to go. And I'm telling you that we are going to meet everyone's parents. Well, we've we've met Marshall's parents more than once, but we're going to meet everyone's parents. They're often played by recognizable actors. In one case, played by two different actors because the first big name guest star declined to return to reprise the role. So like an Aunt Viv uh, situation. Yeah. But I mean, that was, uh, I think she was like essentially Will Smith essentially like forced her off the show, which he has since apologized for. But this was this actor. We'll talk about it when it happens again, because this actor opted not to return. And, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, like called him out on Twitter. Uh, It was like a big deal at the time. Um, uh, but I think the actor they get to replace this parent is it was a it was a win for everyone. It's a, a, a trade up. Um, for running jokes and motifs, obviously we had another another suit up. The origin of suit up. Yep. Ranjit comes Ranjit, back yep. always. Yep. There's a callback to vomit three vomit free since ninety three yep. being a lie. Yep. Um, and Which then is also like a Seinfeld ripoff. <laughs> We uh, talked about yes. it being a Seinfeld yes. ripoff. Yeah, we talked about that during the episode, which I'm forgetting the name of, but the one with Danica McKellar. Yeah. Um, and then here's a here's a tease. Uh, this is not by any means the last time that someone's embarrassing past will be represented in the form of a a video, okay. like a, a a secret hidden video or videotape. All right, I don't That's, do okay. All right. What? Okay. I think it's fun for the listeners. You okay. should do that on Friends. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> listeners, do you think it's fun when... <laughs> when I kidding. tease things. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Honestly, okay. do email at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. And You're the podcaster. I'm... No, we're both podcasters. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. What else? Um, did you get like a Phoebe vibe? From from Barney in the coffee house. I should have. He's yeah, a coffee house musician. Yeah, but like he plays a keyboard. Phoebe's like not a very convincing hippie because she like is weirded out by John Lovett's smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I should have. I, I should have definitely should have seen that. Not. A, I don't think she would be classified as a hippie. She's more of like a free spirit. Right. Right. You yeah. know. In her. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's a coffee shop performer. Yeah, uh, I should have I should have noticed that. Do we have anything else? Or should we move on to similarities and differences between the two shows? Uh, yeah, we can move on. Well, the biggest one for me, similarity wise, is that both Chandler and Barney have uh, nondescript jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like yeah, business men. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I know you ha- apparently you hate. I didn't realize you hated it when I teased things. No, we, we I will just... learn more about Barney's job, like okay. what kind of company he works for, but we don't ever really find out what it is he does. But we will learn more about the company. Okay. Uh, in the future. Um, and we'll also again. I, you, I, now I'm all self conscious. No, about it was things. it was more about when you were talking about like the actors and you know like little like inside insider information 
But isn't that the point of the premise of this podcast is that each of us has more expertise in one show than the other. You're right. No, no. Okay. I'm in the wrong. (laughs) You're in the right. No, listeners should. I'm willing to, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. All right. Well, then listeners, save your emails. Um, uh, And yeah, because I was going to say, I was hoping, I was trying to remember if we were going to get any weed jokes or references in this How Many Mother we didn't but the show will eventually have a different attitude towards weed than Friends has yeah um, not entirely a great one but uh, a, a different one okay. alright let's move on to uh, playing favorites okay. which episode did you like more okay let's do it on the, on the count of three uh, okay one two three How, How I Met, Met Your Mother, mother. yeah <gasps> <laughs> we both agreed. Yeah, this is a really good. This was uh, a good episode. How many other episode? Better even than I remembered. I yeah, think. it was really good. Uh, well, now we get to move on to my favorite part of the show. Uh, to introduce, at least, mm-hmm. how were we doing? Mm-hmm. And this is a uh, where we look at what was going on in the world in the days that these episodes premiered. So, um, friends season one, episode 15, the one with the stoned guy, uh, premiered on Thursday, February 16th, 1995, uh, which was not a very eventful day. It seems, but rapper Denzel Curry was born on February 16th, uh, 1995. Okay. Um, so Denzel Washington is also famous by this point. You think Denzel Curry is named Denzel like after Denzel Washington? Or uh, is that a more common name that I'm not aware of? I don't think it is because I don't know of anyone. No. I know of two Denzels, Washington and yeah. Curry. That's the entire yeah. list of people that I know yeah. of named uh, Denzel. So yeah. Denzel Curry was was born uh, top five songs in the U.S. We've got uh, TLC's Creep. Mm, good one. Madonna's Take a Bow. Good one. Boys on Men, Boys to Men on Bended Knee, uh, Real McCoy, Another Night. And then. Anyway, um, <laughs> the only song that says I actually like, I have to say. It's a good one. Uh, and Brandy Baby. Do you know Baby by Brandy? Um, I'm sure I do. Okay. Well, those are the top five songs in, in the U.S. Um, not... I was thinking of Baby, Baby, <laughs> the Amy Grant. Oh, Amy Grant, yeah. Um, that's better than most of these songs, too. This is not my style of music um but i guess often the songs that are the top five in the nation aren't necessarily my style right um but yeah it says something that my favorite song of those top five is real mccoy is the real mccoy's another night and then uh how i met your mother season one episode 15 um game night premiered on monday february 27th (laughs) 2006 um again not a super eventful day except for one major thing February, Monday, February 27, 2006 is the day that Facebook became available to everyone. Oh, it wasn't just a dot edu. It wasn't just certain like colleges. Yeah, college. It became yeah. on that day open to everyone. Got it. Um, which is funny because at that point, like February 2006, I was still very much using MySpace. I was like, yeah. until I would say for most of 2007, I was using uh, 2006 to 2007, I was using MySpace um, a lot. Like I was, when everyone sort of gave up on MySpace and moved to Facebook, I intentionally like didn't really like. I have a Facebook account, um, but I don't 
use it that often. I especially didn't use it at the time because I was like so addicted to MySpace mm. that I kind of was like, oh, this is a reason for me to step away because right. I was like uh, constantly blogging about politics and like what I was listening to and I was constantly rearranging my like top, top eight. eight. I was going to yeah. ask about that. That's. Uh, was there a way to um, disable the top eight? I don't know. Because it caused so many like unnecessary conflicts. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't think I... Uh, okay, I just have one friend who would always get like so offended when someone else like took them off their top eight or changed their position. Oh, do I know this friend? And he... No. Oh. Uh, no. You've heard of him a lot. Oh, okay. Um, but um, that's very funny. No, I... Uh, yeah, I... Um, I was very, very... I mean, I still read the news all day yeah but I'm less like vocal about it I think you don't respond to it in a public yeah but I was like forum. daily blogging about the news and politics on my MySpace I'm sure you were insufferable to everyone around. no I mean I'm sure at the time it was welcome you know everyone was doing you know yeah. live journal and whatnot yeah but then I would also do um you could put like uh you you, you could like they had the album art for like albums you could put at the bottom of your blog. Like while I was listening to the, or right. I was writing this, I yeah. listened to drive by truckers or whatever I was yeah. very into in 2006. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so that's what, that's how we were doing. Okay. Now let's move on to challenge accepted mm-hmm. in which we based only on the information of the next episodes titles. Mm-hmm. We predict what's going to happen in um, uh, in, in next week's episode. First, we, we must revisit our predictions yeah. from last week. I um, predicted that Phoebe would be dating a stoner. Mm-hmm. That, that didn't happen. Which I guess you should have known because the last episode was about the person that Phoebe was dating. So no, it was that... two episodes ago. Cause yeah. remember then she didn't have a date for right. Valentine's day. She, they, she mentioned Roger, but would they go to that? pool again you I think? guess because I was because it was so last week yeah Phoebe wanting a date for Valentine's Day was a plot point so I was like okay she's okay no that makes sense she's in the market or something yeah but I was wrong Phoebe doesn't date a yes. stoner we do meet the stoner through Phoebe but yeah. they're definitely not yeah not dating so that doesn't um uh count and you were also wrong you predicted that the game night Valentine's would be a Valentine's Day episode yeah. but skipped, skipped Valentine's Day, Day. In, entirely February yeah. 27th I said um and you said that they would have a uh a game night instead of going out on dates yeah. but instead the game night like kind of was a date um it's funny the previous episode drum roll pre drum roll please you predicted it would be about Ted introducing Victoria to the gang if yeah. you had just like been one week yeah. uh, behind or I guess two two previous episodes drumroll please last week was zip 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 um, we're recording this like sort of sort of shortly after anyway um, so I guess we were both we were both wrong right yes um, this is the part of the episode where you have to vamp oh okay because I have to look up these titles okay I'm curious to know if listeners like or dislike any segment? <laughs> um, I would, my prediction, uh-huh. like my challenge accepted uh-huh. prediction, is the more embarrassing I Can make be, it, yeah. 
the more the listeners like it. Okay. (laughs) If I make a fool of myself, I, I think the listeners like it. Okay. Yeah. I think the worst part is like me stumbling through the recap. (laughs) No, I, I think we're both, you and I are like not. I'm bad at like outlining. I don't think like it comes naturally to just reiterate. Here's what happened for either of us. So that's why I try to make it more about like, I try to make it more about like observations about the episode in the order they happen. So I kind of like, yeah, but I'm, I, I still think sometimes I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty dry, uh, as well. Okay. This is not a help for me okay. for friends. Okay. Next week's ep- episode is called the one with two parts, part one, which mm-hmm. is funny because there's no way this is the only two parter they ever do mm-hmm. on, on friends. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of two parters, mm-hmm. but I, I basically, now I have to guess the one with two parts, part one. So what would a season one episode, what would they have to do on, on friends season one to justify, warrant, yeah. yeah, warrant is the word, to warrant uh, a, a two-parter. So it has to be some kind of event. Um, well, I guess the major storyline is still Ross and Rachel mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess that... I'm going to guess that Ross and Rachel kiss. Okay. That's like going to be the like last moment. And then it's going to say to be continued. Okay. Okay. So I'm putting Ross and Rachel kiss kiss. That's my prediction. Now time for you to make your prediction. Okay. About how I met your mother. Season one. Episode 16. How many episodes total are in both shows? In the seasons or total episodes? Total episodes in the first season. Oh, in the first season. So um, it's 22 for How I Met Your Mother and 24 for Friends. So yeah, we we said this, I think, in the first episode, but there will be a number of... um, In fact, it'll be... 27 episodes of The One Where I Met Your Mother (laughs) that are just Friends. Okay. uh, Because there's... The seasons are longer, and there's a whole extra season. So we'll, yeah. at, at the end of the show, like we'll be done with we'll both, your mother. We'll and both we'll talk still about have friends and have the same discussion, but it'll just be friends. Yeah. Um, so season one, episode sixteen is called Cupcake. What do you think happens in Friends? Sorry, how I made your mother, mother season one, episode sixteen, Cupcake. Okay. Well, we know Victoria is a baker. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that. Um, um, Ted is going to try to give Victoria the pet name Cupcake and it's going to bother her and it's going to lead to their um, breakup okay Ted calls Victoria Cupcake she doesn't like it um she doesn't like it. Okay, that's what I've put down. We'll see what happens next on Challenge Accepted. Okay. Um, you were still way ahead on these on these predictions. Okay. Um, although we have more often than not, we both wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, 
that's it for for this week's episode of the one where i met your mother you can email us like i said at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com uh you can follow me on twitter at davy pretension you can listen to my other podcast battleship pretension you can also find episodes and comment on uh, you can find episodes of the one, the one where i met your mother at battleshippretension.com and, and leave comments we we enjoy those yeah. as as well um so uh uh, now that you still don't want anyone to find you on the internet. Right. So. Until next time, catch us at the leg warehouse. <laughs>